Going back now to this morning's big news, the likelihood that later today Britain and the EU will reach a deal on changes to the Northern Ireland Protocol. Matthew O'Toole, SDLP Assembly Member for South Belfast, joins us. Now, what are you expecting today? Well, I think the basic outlines of the deal have been uh, public for some time. There's still a fair bit that we don't know, but a smoothing of moving goods from Britain into Northern Ireland, which is welcome in principle. So we hope to see that. But it's critical that we also see the uh, maintenance of the protections that the protocol involves. Let's not forget, of course, where all this started, which was hard Brexit. A decision made by Tories with the at the behest of the, the with the backing of the DUP, which meant that we needed protections from a hard border uh, on this island. But we also have uh, real economic opportunities in the north that we need to protect. So we want to see, by all means, smoothing the, uh, the things which smooth the movement of goods into the north from Britain. But we also want to see the main the maintenance of those protections, and that's what we'll be looking for uh, later on today. And then after that. The DUP in particular will have a decision to make about whether they want governance to function in this place. And if they don't, then I'm afraid you know they're going to force people to ask big questions about the future. Sammy Wilson has said that a continued role for the European Court of Justice would be unacceptable to the DUP. Are you concerned that whatever is agreed today between London and the EU, that it won't be enough? Well, look, if Sammy Wilson's uh, red lines are the, um, you know, the bottom line here, then I'm afraid we, it, it'll be very difficult to make progress. A couple of things. Number one, I have never had any constituent of mine or, or, or any business raise the issue of the European Court of Justice with me. None at all. Um, uh, secondly, the European Court of Justice, uh, as a as a red line, the, the the ECJ having jurisdiction over EU law, which is a pretty fundamental part of the single market and upholding the single market, that's not even in the DUP seven tests. Now, I'm not endorsing the DUP seven tests. I'm certainly not endorsing their boycott or their tactics around all this. But they didn't even put it in their seven tests, and so now it's being post hoc inserted as a red line. The truth is that there is a cohort, a section of hardline unionism that won't be satisfied by anything that comes out today, even if there's real measurable progress on a whole range of issues. So unionism, Jeffrey Donaldson and the EP will have a decision to make about whether they are willing to take yes for an answer, about whether they're willing to take what, what looks like it will be significant progress in a range of areas, uh, areas where they can claim uh, the progress has been made, uh, do the courageous thing, show leadership and go back into Stormont, or whether they're going to default to the siren voices of the ultra-hardline right in unionism people, uh, amazingly enough, probably even further to the right of Sammy Wilson. Um, and that is a really important decision for people in Northern Ireland, for people across the island of Ireland, uh, frankly. Um, but I'm afraid it is quite an important one. We can't simply default to the hardest line possible. People that vote for my party didn't want Brexit in the first place. Most people in Northern Ireland, the majority of people voted Remain. No one is getting everything they want out of this process. Um, that's why we didn't want Brexit in the first place. In a previous life, you worked in Downing Street. How challenging are the coming days likely to be for Rishi Sunak? Well, uh, clearly it's a political challenge when you have a Conservative Party which is as divided uh, and uh, and frankly has become a, um, a, a, a kind of a safe haven for ultra-right Brexiteers. And um, that is a political challenge. You know, uh, clearly I don't share Rishi Sunak's politics at all, but I would say that he has at least uh, made a more constructive and um, uh, 
you know, a serious attempt to engage with the EU than his predecessors, Liz Truss or Boris Johnson. He actually has tried to, um, you know, show goodwill and, and deal constructively with the EU, so that is welcome. Ultimately, the prize for him, I presume, is a bigger one. He, uh, you know, the, the, the Britain and the EU collectively have the issue of Ukraine to deal with. We are coming out still of uh, the, the the COVID pandemic and its economic impact. So that is a huge issue too for the UK and for all other uh, economies. So he wants this, I presume, off his desk. And so there are uh, reasons for him to want to get this deal done. Ultimately, for him in the days ahead. And, you know, he needs to show that he is willing to get this over the line for everyone in the North, not just for the DUP. And as I said, once it is over the line, assuming that it's acceptable, we need to study the text. We need to be assured that all the protections and benefits of the protocol are still there. We need to be assured, by the way, that the, the opportunity is still there, that we can still say to investors in North America or other parts of Europe, invest in Northern Ireland because we have dual market access. But if all that is, is satisfied, then the really big decision will be for the DUP. Right. And I hope they're willing to show courage and leadership and do the right thing. Matthew O'Toole of the SDLP, thank you for joining us this morning.